Spotlight with Sarah Hendy. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Fast am I. I'm Howard Kane. It's all changed this week, albeit temporarily, as our Sarah has a well-earned break. Coming up, are you a young creative looking for some financial assistance to help you take your next steps? We'll be hearing later in the programme from Jane Corkle from the Isle of Man Arts Council about this year's Student Awards. And speaking of young talent, after some five postponements due to lockdown, The Wizard of Oz finally takes to the gaiety stage next week. We'll hear from Rachel and Christine Wilde about what we can expect, and we have a very special performance of the show's most iconic song, recorded live here at Manx Radio. It is stunning. That's all to come, so thank you for joining us. And if you have any creative events or projects you'd like Sarah to include in future episodes, email spotlight at maxradio.com. To start with, some music of a very different kind. Christy had some rather lively guests with her in the live lounge this past weekend from one of the most popular bands on the local circuit. Anyone for Scar? We have three of the bunch of skankers with us. I'm going to let you each introduce yourself, so from the left... Hi, I'm Trey. Hello, I'm Chas. I'm Andy. It is so lovely to have you here. I just discovered Andy. Yes. You lot, despite the fact that you are one of the biggest and best bands on the island. One of. You ain't never done radio before as the Skankers. Nobody's ever asked us. Never. No. Oh dear, do I need to worry? Is there a reason why you've not been asked before? We like the anonymity. (laughs) When did and how did the Skankers come to be then? Trey and I our partners in life as well as in the band. We came back to the island in 2000 and uh, very shortly after I was asked to join a band called Still Crazy and uh, and in that band we had two halves of the set. The first half was a sort of rocky kind of thing and the second half was more sort of new wave and we did some madness and specials tracks thrown in Uh, and we did that for about seven years and then 2007 was Skanker's debut and, uh, and we decided we would do the the scar, the two tone, all that bouncy stuff, and uh, and another section of that previous band, still crazy, went off and did the rock half. So we had a band that was split into two bands, and uh, and both did pretty well. Uh, so fourteen years ago is when Skankers started. Wow! Was that first Skankers gig? Was that Bushy's Basement Bar? I believe it was Bushy's Basement Bar for Phil Madrill's birthday. Yeah, good old oh. Phil. Yeah. We miss both of them, the yes. basement bar Absolutely. and Phil, Certainly. very much so. Certainly. So, Trey, give us the full lineup now, then. So, the full lineup now is Andy, Chaz, myself, and then we've got Keith So on guitar, uh, Gus on bass, and Marky Mark on drums. And it is just so much fun, isn't it? I mean, is, is it as fun for you guys on stage as it is for us watching? We wouldn't do it otherwise. I've forgotten a member. <gasps> Roscoe. Yeah, there is one. Oh, there is one other, one other one member. other occasional member who's uh, should be listening in Russia. Hello, if you're watching on the internet, Ross. Hey, Ross. Our son Ross, who plays Yay! trombone. Who you, of course, know, Christy. Yes, and is a little star. Hello to Ross, yeah. if you are listening. But he's uh, he's rarely here these days. So, uh, yeah. so you, did did you breed him up to be a Scar member? <laughs> no, it took a long time for me to talk him into it. To be fair, <laughs> yeah, he started out playing trombone with Onkin Silver Band. And, uh, and then he went to university, RNCM in Manchester. And it was when he was coming back during his sort of uh, breaks from uni that he would join us for a little bit. And you said he was at 
are in Royal College of Music, does that mean he's he the was. only trained musician? Absolutely. He's the only musician, musician. full stop. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about Scarlet? Because it just has this way, like I said, of just boosting your mood, doesn't it? That's it. It's just dead happy, You've answered isn't it? your own question. I have. I don't need you lot. No, we can go home. <laughs> I do need you lot because I want to know. And do you know where Scar began then, where it originated? Well, Scar is from Jamaica. Um, and it, it developed from uh, out of Mento, which is a Jamaican folk music, which itself will have developed from the influx of Africans brought there against their will, shall we say. Um, yeah, so it developed, Scar developed in about the fifth, late 50s, 60s or so. Uh, I've got to say, there's probably some real Scar fans listening who know a lot more about this than I do. But it's, yeah, like you say, it's uh, it's it's really happy sort of, you know, bouncy stuff. It's got, a, especially the old, the old tracks like this, like Lord Tanama you just played, uh, just got a great feel. Um, good to play, good to dance to. Talking about how a scar is and how it makes you feel. So, were you all fans of scar before you were in Bunch of Skankers? Oh yeah, very much. It was um, it was just different, you know. When when two it, for me, it's two tone. You know, I, I discovered scar from the two tone, the you know, the second wave of scar, if you like. You know, I, you know, there was it just it all changed in nineteen seventy nine. You know, it was um, it was you know, Frank Sinatra or ballads or rock. And suddenly there was something new, something different. And it it just grabs you by the ear. Um, so, Trey, one of the things I love about you guys, and it's sort of reflected in the music as well, your performances are so bouncy and so energetic. It must be pretty exhausting, though. Well, I'd like to say, yeah, thank you. It's dead exhausting. But I think Andy's the main bouncy one. I think you'll find that I'm the exhausted one. <laughs> All they're doing is standing around. Chaz, dare I ask what the details are? For the gig next week. Well, it's definitely at the Villa Marina. It is. Yeah, yeah. And, One uh, point. Yeah. Um, it's in the and, Royal Hall. Yeah, two points. Well done. And tickets are available. Three points. Um, for a tenner. Yes. For, I mean, this is going bargain. very well. Bargain. It is a bargain. And, <laughs> you, get, and well you get to see the clever that. shirts too. Yeah. So Bunch of Skankers next Saturday live at the Villa Gaiety. You can see them for just a tenner with the clever shirts. It is going to be an awesome gig. It really is. All the details, of course, on the Villa Gaiety website. You can book online or you can give the box office a shout on 600 5. It is as simple as that. Thank you so much to Andy and Chaz and to Trey as thank well for Christy. being no, in. Thank you, and Christy, uh, yeah. All the best with the gig next week. Christy with the Bunch of Skankers there. Careful how you say that. You can catch the Live Lounge every Saturday from 5pm here on Manx Radio. This week, the wonderful Truman Falls popping in to talk about their new album. Next, a great opportunity for young creatives in the form of the Isle of Man Arts Council Student Awards. These bursaries help cover the cost of travel, course fees, accommodation or equipment related to higher or further education in the arts on or off Ireland. Sarah Hendy of this very parish spoke with Arts Development Manager Jane Corkill to find out more. One of the lovely things about these bursaries is no matter what you're studying, who you are, what your background is, being a student is hard work and ex- an expensive business. And so it's really lovely. This is this is open to any arts students, isn't it? Yes, it's, it's open to any um, local students who are moving off the island or actually, or if they were going up to UCM, but really it's for further and higher education. And anybody who is going into the arts can apply.
Although many of our favourite performers, musicians, artists are self-taught, there's a lot to be said for going and doing formal training. I think there's a real language of the arts that you learn through through formal training and it's a big undertaking. So it's always lovely to see people wanting to kind of hone their craft. It's marvellous. And, and the we've now got six students um, who have been funded um, this way and they are all studying a variety of different things we've got um, we've got a writer we've got an actress we've actually got a fashion designer uh, they're all very very different and, it, and that shows the, the breadth of the arts it also shows the breadth of what we will fund as well so anything arts related is applicable for funding and I think it's so easy for us to forget how integral the arts are to our society everything from the carpet we're standing on to the t-shirt I'm wearing to um, the equipment that we're talking into has all come from a creative mind. These people who we're investing in, the arts aren't frivolous, they aren't a nice to have. It really is an important part of our society. I think we've seen this year more than ever how important the arts are to us all. I think through the the pandemic, through those long, long weeks, um, the need for the arts became ever more prevalent with everybody watching Netflix, listening to music when they were out for their hours walk. Uh, It it surrounds us, the arts. And sometimes I don't think people actually stop and, and take stock of that. But you're absolutely right. There's practically nothing that we all have in our homes that hasn't been designed by a creative mind somewhere along the line. It's not just about standing on a stage and singing. It's about everything that surrounds us. And so, yeah, we are investing in our own futures, in our own future worlds. And it's so lovely. The I think these three um, awards, they're so very special because of their source, because of who they are dedicated to. Well, um, the Arts Council two years ago um, had... The Arts Council had historically supported students, um, but it was very much uh, along the lines of a, a bit of equipment or a little bit of travel... And they came to the conclusion that what they would rather do is actually um, have an award which was almost life-changing for a student. Um, Some students, for various reasons, you know, whether that's parental or just their general situation, can't afford to leave the island. And so the the Arts Council decided that they would... um, put in place three annual awards each um, worth £10,000 over the duration of a course mostly they're they're three year courses aren't they Um, at degree level Um, and it can be spent on or off island Um, you know the students we have they've used it you know for accommodation they've used it for travel uh, course fees anything so there's no limit um, as to what they can use the money for as long as it relates to their studies Um, And so the three awards, uh, the first award is the Jonathan Gollow Award for Performing Arts. Um, John O'Gollow was a a valued member of the Isle of Man Arts Council. He was a music promoter predominantly. And he sadly passed away in 2012 um, at quite a young age. Um, And so this uh, award was was is given in his his memory um, and he particularly supported young people and their and their development he loved young people in the creative world so um, that's for music and performing arts and then we have the Norman Sale Award for Visual Art and Literature. I think Norman Sale needs no introduction, really. He's one of the island's greatest artists. Um, and he, he too, was a, a member of the Isle of Man Arts Council. Um, so, again, it, it felt appropriate to, to give that. And with his 
uh, wife Rosemary's permission and we were allowed to call that award the Norman Sale Award and then we have the Isle of Man Arts Council Award and that's awarded to a student whose extenuating personal circumstances may prevent their further studies whether that's um, like I say parental income or an illness or anything really that needs that extra financial support to enable that student to leave the island and go and pursue their their dreams. It's so reassuring that we are nurturing our finest talent, no matter what their background, what they're studying. Um, these people who are really sort of pursuing these careers um, in the creative industries. And it's lovely to see previous award winners succeeding. I mean, Callum Rowe is one example. Seeing him, um, he's still an active part of the music scene. He's studying away and he is just flourishing. It must be a really lovely feeling when you see these young people accomplishing their dreams. It's absolutely fabulous. And what is lovely is that all the students remain in touch with us um, at the Arts Council and we get to know them well. And so we then have the the privilege, really, of following their journey. Uh, And they they provide us with um, updates on what they're doing, which we then include on our social media. So I think it gives people who perhaps don't really have a feel for what studying the arts is like it gives people an insight into what that's all about and like I said before they they are a varied group um Callum is studying um popular music at the conservatoire in Manchester and then we've got Lily Ratnaval who's studying at Lambda doing her acting uh, and she's in London so we've got a very varied group doing various different things and it's just fabulous to see their journey and obviously obviously some of them have been back home Mm -hmm. Uh, that's been very interesting as well watching them all and how they're all dealing with the pandemic some have been here some have had to stay across Um, so it's exciting and now for some of our first uh, award winners are sort of coming out of their studies slightly and so now we have the the excitement of watching what happens and where they go and where they take it all such a lovely message for anyone, any young people on the island who do want to pursue the arts and take this opportunity. Tell us some of the details we need to know because um, there's a deadline coming up fairly soon and we wouldn't want anyone to miss it. The applications can be made through the Isle of Man Arts Council's website, which is www.iomarts.com. Um, there is an application form there which is all done online but if anybody does have problems or they just have questions then they can get in touch with with us um, in the office we're based in the Villa Marina Arcade so you can call in and see us or you can just give us a ring on 694598 or email us you can find that on our website as well Uh, the deadline for applications is the 25th of June and then the uh, Arts Council members will select their recipients at their meeting on the 9th of July Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, last week, Christy and I had a real treat during late lunch when we were joined by one of the stars of The Wizard of Oz, Jennifer Hill, and Christine and Rachel Wilde who have put the whole thing together. It promised to be a fantastic evening, well worth the wait. And Jennifer treated us to a truly stunning rendition of one of the show's most famous numbers. And I'm so excited that you guys are here because it means that The Wizard of Oz is finally happening, as we said. So we have Christine Wilde and Rachel Wilde and we have actual Dorothy with us. I'm so excited. So, uh, Jennifer, how did you get into this and how long have you been dancing and singing for? Um, I've been dancing and singing since I can remember, since I was really little. Um, I've always loved it and Christine and Rachel have been so good to me. 
since oh, I've been here. No, bless you. Christine, as we said, it has been a long time coming, this. It has. We should have done this last June. And then, of course, we went into lockdown. And so we started reorganising it. The Gaiety staff were fantastic. But we've reorganised it five times now. And each time we get it on and all the children are excited and all the tickets change, then we go into another lockdown or whatever. This time we're all hoping and praying it will happen now. It's going to happen now. It is going to happen. It must have been really tricky, though, just after that long period, like you say, from last year, keeping everyone enthused, you know, on online, on tune, sort of up to scratch and so keeping I, it going. Yeah, I've been teaching via Zoom, um, which is, comes with its own issues because yes. obviously you've got that delay uh-huh. with music. Um, so everybody, I'm teaching children in tiny little boxes and trying to watch them and make sure they're all together. Um, so I kind of kept things going. You didn't teach by Zoom, did you? So no. you were kind of relying on kids remembering, which they've been amazing, and they come back and they know it. The enthusiasm from the cast has just been astounding. You know, the focus is fantastic, and that's what we try and teach them because we are a stepping stone to a professional career if they want it. So we're trying to teach them professionalism in the rehearsal. You don't mess about and you're not in the other room on your phone and stuff. You know, you're focused, you're watching other people learning from the older, more experienced performers. So that's what we try to get them to achieve. Mm. And it clearly works because you've got, you know, Jennifer's going off to do this professionally, which is fantastic. Yeah, and Abby, who is um, another member of the cast, she's Jennifer's understudy for Dorothy. She's also playing the lion. Um, She's just been accepted to a drama school as well last year. Yeah, so she's going to, which is fantastic. It's fantastic, but it's awful at the same time. (laughs) When we've had them since they were three, and then we've got them, you know, three, four times a week until they're 18. And then they come in, and the day they come in with flowers and a card well oh, it's yeah. just, it's it's we're all in bits it's awful oh, you're yeah. going to make them cry we don't talk about this do we we talk about the colleges <laughs> and how excited it is but we don't talk about leaving there's just this wall no. that comes down I think like, I might just have to fly back for classes every week I think that's great <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. but we had a, our final rehearsal on Monday didn't we and um, they were going can we just do this can we just do this and I was like guys it's 5 to 10 at night you need you're ready and they, one of them said I just don't I don't want it to end and I was like it's been 15 months of rehearsing the same thing thing how can you not want it to end but they're just having an amazing time still you know which is phenomenal after 15 months they're still enjoying the process so and the teenagers I mean you expect teenagers to come in with a oh you're not going to ask me to do it again kind of thing but they don't they all burst in the door saying right they're full of it and it's been amazing and the parents have been great they put up with the changes and mm. costumes that don't fit anymore. And But the show is such a happy show. Mm. You know, the, this, it's hilarious. It's really funny lines. And the music's great. It's just what we need after COVID, yeah. a happy show, you know. So, Jennifer, I mean, this must be a dream role to get to play Dorothy. Yes, this has been one of the roles I've always wanted to play. Um, I loved the film, actually, when I was younger. It was one of the first films I ever watched. So are you sort of going on a Judy Garland route or are you making Dorothy your own? Um, I'm kind of, I'd say, making it my own. Maybe taking a little bit of inspiration from Judy Garland because I think it's it's such a timeless classic, isn't it? And, you know, everyone will think of her when they see the show. So is it a traditional reading, would you say, of the actual classic, the film that they know, people know the film would they relate to it, yeah? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, it's all the same stuff. Um, all the characters are very similar. It's it, You know, you 
I don't think people want to mess with something that's that no. good. It's it's such a classic, and I think sometimes people want to revisit it and and do all this snazzy stuff. And you're like, please don't ruin it. It's people want to go and see it because that's what it is. You know, the script is almost identical to the movie, mm-hmm. but then with some new songs as well that aren't in the movie that are just in the stage production. So, um, which has been great for us because trying to find a musical with enough musical numbers for our entire school to do is quite hard. And we, you were saying about obviously the, the school the whole school involvement and mm-hmm. Chris you know you've been known for years for doing these sort of like an organised army coming into the uh, into the <laughs> gate what sort of numbers are we talking about involved in, in A Wizard? So we've got about 160 students in this show um, the whole show is cast from our students who come to us for singing and dancing and then we've got a special guest who is playing the wizard and um, so that's Mike Bonner and we've never worked with Mike before and he has been awesome and of yeah. course it is a proper family show as well a yes, proper family show suitable yeah. for everybody yeah well as I said delighted that we are going to have live music in the studio I mean this is one of the most iconic songs of all time really mm. isn't it Jennifer Hill as Dorothy it needs no introduction I'm just going to let it go take it away Jennifer it's not a place you can get to by a boat or a train it's far far away behind the moon beyond the rain when all the world is a hopeless jumble And the raindrops tumble all around Heaven opens a magic lane When all the clouds darken up the skyway There's a rainbow highway to be found Leading from your windowpane To a place behind the sun Just a step beyond the rain Somewhere I've heard of once in a lullaby Somewhere over the rainbow Skies are blue And the dreams that you dare to dream Really do come true Someday I'll wish upon a star And wake up where the clouds are far behind me Where troubles melt like lemon drops Away above the chimney tops That's where you
If happy little bluebirds fly Beyond the rainbow Why, oh, why can't I? And that's it. For this week's Spotlight, don't forget, of course, if you missed anything, you can hear it all again via the podcast. Just go to your favourite subscriber or go to manxradio.com and click on Podcasts. Next week, we'll be hearing from actor-director Carl Parker about the forthcoming Parker and Snell production of the classic To Kill a Mockingbird at the Gaiety Theatre. For now, take care and cheerio. 